Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you doing? I'm very well, if a little tired, having <laughs> spent three days at Comic Con and I've still not recovered yet. But apart from that, I'm doing well. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so we're here today to talk about season two, episode six, which is called <laughs> Phase Space. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I really liked it. Um, I mean, it's it's getting almost inceptiony with the amount of levels of things that are going on right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there is that. It's getting more uh, confusing, and uh, but you know, it's Westworld. It's supposed to be like that. Um. But I think they're doing quite a good job at balancing out the storylines, and they're not leaving some of the reveals until like the very last episode. You're starting to get reveals coming out in this episode as well um so the story is definitely moving forward uh they've they've managed to sort of keep the plot lines i think fairly well balanced um i'm enjoying it so far i I think they did a good job with this good it's interesting that you mentioned inception because i remember not enjoying that film too much (laughs) really yeah uh yeah there's certain and i guess this goes into comparison territory there's certain what there's certain ways you can like weave storylines and plots in and out um but still make it make sense to a degree while still leaving some mystery it's a it's a very there's a very fine line when you do that sort of thing 
Um, I, m- I remember a, g- um, a video game called Virginia, which I actually reviewed uh, probably quite a while ago. You could probably, if you just search for Virginia on the website, you could probably find it. Um, I did a similar thing where it had just like multiple, multiple, multiple timelines and characters doing completely different things and completely different scenes. And I remember saying like, okay, this has got to a point where like it doesn't actually make any chronological sense. Westworld hasn't got to a point where it's that bad at all yet. Um, you can still like watch certain scenes in the show and think, okay, this is roughly when this is taking place. You don't know exactly where it is, but you can paint a rough picture ga- based on like who's doing what and that kind of thing. Um, of course, you have this like uh, matrixy kind of Assassin's Creed kind of thing that Bernard goes into at the end of this episode. Um, what I mean by that is a character gets put into some kind of simulation of some kind. Um, if you've never played Assassin's Creed, then that's what happens in that game as well. That's that's essentially how you access your ancestors who are the assassins. Um, and of course Matrix is sort of the same thing. Um, but yeah, there's a fine line where y- you get to that point. Um, I don't feel like Westworld has got there yet. Because I remember watching Inception and it might have been I was just like younger and just didn't... I don't know, I can't remember when it came out or when I saw it. But it was a, it feels like a long time ago and I just remember not really understanding it much. Um... But no, I feel like they're still keeping things on track in, in terms of that on uh, on Westworld. Uh, in terms of the episode, I thought it was good. Uh, it still continues the mystery and the weird, wonderful world um, that we have and everything like that. Um, but yeah, t- to me, as long as I can roughly tell, like, okay, this character's kind of supposed to be doing this, but is doing this other mysterious thing, um, and it might be at this point in the timeline, but I'm not 100% sure, and you're not sure... Again, I know that sounds a little bit muddled as well, but as long as you've got a rough understanding of what's going on, um, then I think yeah. it's then I think it's fine. Because then you can still have the space to weave the mystery in and out of the I, show. I think it's a testament to their writing that mm. it hasn't gone off the rails. Yeah, you know, because um, it is such a fine line that they're having to walk. Because, as you say, quite often that there are certain scenes where it's very very hard to place exactly in the timeline, like the opening scene for this one. Um, that sort of cold open that we had with uh, Dolores um, Bernard, I think it, it was B- not Arnold, Arnold but B- B- Arnold, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so it, you know, there, there was that opening scene that it's quite hard to place exactly where that's happening. Um, but you know, there are certain bits like that, but you're not supposed to know. Um, I think when you are supposed to have some idea of of the time period, you have a handle on it. Um, but there are certain times they throw something like that in. You're like, I, I really don't know where this is. I'm not entirely sure. You've got kind of a vague idea of the the area it probably is, but I'm not entirely sure where this is. So um, they are walking a very, very, very fine line with this stuff. And the fact that they're managing to keep it together, I think, well enough for the, it not to affect or you know make too much of a difference to your enjoyment of the the overall plot i think he's he's uh, definitely a testament to the guys writing they're uh, they're doing an incredible job with it yeah yeah um so yeah of course we still have tons of mystery we still don't we kind of know what's going on but we kind of don't at the same time so it's an interesting position to be in um yeah but yeah it's it, it was a good episode uh and i enjoyed it so uh, before we get into the notes and details of Westworld itself this week, uh, I just want to let, we, let you know what we're doing. Entertainment Talk, there's been uh, three pieces of content out so far this week, of course, as well as 
um, loads of other stuff from the past. Uh, me and Robert uh, individually reviewed uh, State of Decay 2, so if you like your zombie stuff, basically if you like your zombie stuff, and if you've got a PC or an Xbox, and about £10 for the Game Pass, uh, you, you can then um, sign up to the Game Pass and play State of Decay 2, and all the other games that are on the uh, Game Pass as well. Um, it also includes the rule that if you buy it on one system, you get it on the other, because you get a code. Uh, so it's it's quite good the way that works. Um, but yeah, me and Robert did um, individual reviews for that. Uh, I did a podcast version, and then he did a written review, so you can go and check those out. If you look under the uh, video game reviews tab, or just probably video games, it's probably at the top somewhere. Um, or even on the main uh, homepage at this point, it's probably still at the top somewhere. So... Have a look out for those. Um, I think we both got a bit of um, differing opinions, but that, that's fine. We don't have to uh, mm. think the same way. Don't have to agree. Yeah. No. Um, and of course, we'll probably talk a bit more about it on the podcast this week. Um, but if you want a bit of a lengthy discussion pre-reviews, I suppose, uh, check out last week's Random Gaming Talk. Cause that's where we talked about it for about 15-20 minutes or so, uh, but then those two reviews are out at the moment, so go and check those out. And then last night, of course, we had the season finale. It actually happened. We actually made it to the season finale about 10 months later or whatever. Uh, for the Flash season 4, so that's for episode 23, uh, which was which was a good one. So that's uh, the season finished until October. Um, we've, actually, we've actually got three season finales this week. Uh, Zombies is on Friday, or we're doing the podcast on Friday. The episode was released yesterday. Um, and Arrow, of course, which takes place on Thursday. So three uh, CW season finales coming up. Uh, Westworld, of course, as well. Um, and uh, what's the other thing? Gaming talk on Friday, where we'll probably do a bit of a post gaming, a post uh, state of the K review discussion. Um, and E three is also about like two weeks away, so there's going to be plenty to discuss from that. Um, and in last week's gaming talk, we also did some brief uh, predictions for E three as well. So yeah, check out all that stuff on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, so speaking of the flashback that you mentioned, in a flashback, Dolores um, is shown testing the fidelity of um, the Bernard host. Or Arnold, or Bernard, uh, Bernard <laughs> whatever, he's, whatever he's called at this point. So, uh, interesting, short but sweet uh, kind of scene. Uh, I don't... I, it's a point where it's like, okay, how much relevance does this have to things happening now? And well, like, when is, you know... I, I I mean, I think it does have quite a lot of relevance in terms of... Well, I guess I mean, I mean effect. Um, yeah. Well, it, it shows you, because we've... We know that... Um, we know that Arnold... Uh, you know, Arnold dies, they create Bernard. And we're assuming it's Ford that's sort of i mean do we know it's ford that created bernard do we is it is it is it possible that dolores had something to do with that process somewhere along the way i mean you know we we're seeing this in a flashback so um but is it a flashback to it, it clearly it's after arnold died um but you know is this is this maybe dolores later on you know checking is this it's the question of whether this is ford using dolores to test to see whether um his new bernard bot is working 
or or is this sometimes later after Dolores has somehow uh, has become more sentient and her reprogramming it um, prior to the events that we know happened, you know, with the part falling apart. I mean, is it, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, the, the obvious suggestion would be that this is Ford using Dolores to check the fidelity of the Bernard host that he's created that's sort of i think what we're led to believe i wonder whether there's something else going on there yeah it, it, it if feel, that makes sense it feels a little bit like this is from maybe season one and stuff um or some point during that course of time um most of this show has seemed to take place post arnold um other than that scene that we saw um earlier in the season yeah. when they were out in the city and stuff um at least we think that that was arnold um but no, it seems to be just some kind of quick test sort of scene. Um, and there was a little theory I saw going around that uh, when the aspect ratio changes, uh, so that's like the sort of screen size, I suppose you could say. Um, right. Or the way the screen is laid out, like you see later in the episode with Bernard, that that's like possibly some kind of simulation. Um, and with the later scene with Bernard, I think we can guess that that's some type of, like, like I said, Matrix, Assassin's Creed-esque sort of simulation where he's like... It's still all all quite real, but, like, they're visiting somewhere? Mm. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, the the whole simulation thing does throw up this, this other possibility of, you know, we've been assuming we've been jumping around in timelines. What if it's not timelines we've been jumping around in? What if it, it's a mixture of the simulation we've been jumping in and out of and maybe things have gone horrifically wrong in the simulation as well and maybe maybe what we've been seeing are bits from the simulation and bits from the real world maybe maybe that's where the split is this season which adds a whole another thing to it so i i just don't know it's it's so hard to tell exactly what's going on with it you know because there are obviously multiple timelines going on um but i'm wondering if they are throwing some of the simulation stuff in there and we haven't noticed up until this point yeah it's possible um yeah it's 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 hard to that's about as much i think as we can guess that it's possibly some kind of simulation um because i think we can understand the bernard thing a bit later because we actually get shown that the lead up and stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, whereas with this Dolores thing, we don't get shown any kind of other explanation as to what's going on. So, yeah. Uh, Maven and her group survived the attack by the Shogun's army. Uh, Akane ceremoniously cuts out uh, Sakuru's heart, and they return to the occupied village. Uh, Musashi secures their safe passage by killing uh, Takana, the Shogun's uh, lieutenant, in a duel, which was quite exciting. Yes. They reach uh, the shine at Snow Lake, um, where Lee, Felix, and Sylvester locate their access point while uh, the hosts attend Akane's ceremony. Maeve suggests that Akane and Musashi uh, come along with them, but they decline, opting to make their choice. Uh, Musashi gives Hanaru uh, permission to go. I thought the scene with um, Felix and Sylvester and that sort of... uh, 
the dump, shoot dumping place it, shoot thing yeah yeah was was kind of funny they open this random door um and they both look at each other like okay we don't know what this is we don't know what's like down there and then they <laughs> drop the head down there um because that's what i thought straight away was like okay put something else down there and see what you can kind of hear yeah. and, and stuff you don't just jump in through a random hole because uh, it could be anything down there um of course that's where they find like the other damaged hosts and robots and stuff yeah um I wonder if there's some sort of thing where, like, um, maybe a host or something dies by accident and, like, quick, they're like, quick, open the chute and put him down so, yeah. so the guests yeah, don't notice I, or something. Yeah. That that sort of seems to be seems to be some sort of disposal chute for when something goes wrong with a host. Yeah. Quickly, um, that quickly shove them down there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm guessing some, you know, um, they may have some idea of of what was down there but uh yeah it's i yeah i like that little scene i thought that was quite nice the the um and what's quite nice as well is they've not lingered too much on the shogun world you know we've seen it we've kind of been introduced to it but we're now back in westworld or yeah. you know we're heading back towards westworld and you know they've I, i'm glad they've not stretched that out too much you know i'm glad we saw it and uh you know got the opportunity to have that awesome um katana fight which was fantastic yeah i thought they, that, was, that was that was really good mm-hmm. uh again uh, but i i'm glad they've not hung around there you know yeah. again it just makes me it just makes me want to have to play a game with some sort of samurai or ninja uh, <laughs> yeah. i thought about playing neo um but i hear that that's a bit sort of dark souls-esque i'll probably try it out at some point because there's no harm in trying it out but uh i guess i'll still have to wait for ghost of uh, toshima um, yes do you get any of those kind of feelings when you saw shogun world or like Samurais and ninjas are pretty cool, and I want to <laughs> play some kind of video game with them. At all. Uh, yeah, no, I you you are quite right. There yeah. aren't enough of that sort of those sort of games, not in a sort of first person thing around. Right. W- watching Westworld in general just makes me want Red Dead Redemption Two to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming coming in October, so um, yes. cause, yeah, there's not a lot of whole like Western games and stuff as well, so. No, not um, It's good that Westworld has sort of revived both of those genres a bit. Because um, other than um, what was that Netflix show called that came out? Godless. There's been recently. There are a few Western things around. Oh, uh, Godless. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, apart from um, Godless on Netflix and and that sort of thing, there hasn't really been that much. So it's good that we get to see those sort of things return. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I I do think that uh, Shogun Mold and possibly the other parks are going to be used as like stopping off places. Um, yeah. That, that Raj World included. Because um, yeah, it make, it does make me think that like where where we saw sort of clone versions of the host or copy paste versions of the host that um, yeah. maybe we don't need like Shogun Mold the TV series um, and that we can kind of just use use it in Westworld. So maybe that's what yeah. um I I that seems to be the thing. I think I think we are going to focus on Westworld, but I quite I do quite like that we're popping out to see some of the other parks like mm-hmm. the uh you know the Maharaja place and you know the Raj world and and uh you're seeing Shogun world. I I'm hoping there is a future world because I think that will be awesome mm. to see that sort of piled on top of the other things because everything else has been kind of you know, all historical sort of stuff. So I think a future world would be an inter- interesting one to see because it's just very different. But we'll we'll see what else is out there. We yeah. know there are multiple parks. So uh, yeah, we'll... imagine if like you had uh, if you had a zombie 
world as well um <laughs> and like if they were hosts how like interesting that could be because it's like they're essentially built to do that kind of thing and like if those types of characters were to like malfunction what, what does that even sort of <laughs> look like you know because yeah. um, they're obviously very different to humans and stuff um but no lots of interesting possibilities that they could they could do because uh, we were wondering, like, okay, you can't really have five seasons in just Westworld. So, if they use these other parks along the way, I could see that definitely using some plot and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We should probably talk about this fight that happens. That's uh, that's very very cool. Um, the guy ends up getting like two swords and stuff, and uh, that there's the the little bit that confused me, but it didn't like bother me at all. Was when um, when he had the guy kneeling on the ground. And mm. he, he like stabbed himself through the leg, and then the other guy like just killed him. I was like, "Why would you stab yourself?" Through I, the... But then as soon as it happened, it wasn't, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it wasn't wasn't through the leg. I think he stabbed himself through the chest. Was it? Or like that's because it's, it's yeah. No, it would have been the chest because that's what they that's what the samurai used to do. Was uh, if if they were shamed by being defeated in battle, they'd stab themselves, and okay. and then the other guy chops his head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a, that's a that's a sort of ancient um, right. So okay, um, interesting. Um, and that's another thing this show could help with is to like understand some of these other cultures and stuff. Um, yeah, like with the Raj world and the uh, what's the other people that we got like wandering around? They're they're sort of co- the native like um, Indians or whatever they're called. Oh, the go- the ghost nation. The ghost nation. That's it. Yeah. Um, to like understand that culture, maybe. Um, if they ever decide to interact with people, well, yes, yeah, so that's yeah. yeah. We'll get to them in a bit because there is there's some interesting bits coming up with the Ghost Nation. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, we should move on. Uh, Maeve's group returned to Westworld, emerging uh, near the farmstead where Maeve had previously lived with her daughter. She asks the others to stay behind as she heads towards the farmstead, where she discovers that another host is playing the mother role. Uh, a Ghost Nation riding party attacks and Maeve flees with her daughter. Um, or her former daughter. Or now maybe her <laughs> stepdaughter. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, depends on what... Depends on how she considers uh, her daughter to be now. And what this, what this um, young girl considers Maeve to be to her now. Yeah. Uh, while Hector and the other hosts come to their aid, uh, Akicha, uh, leader of the uh, raiding party, tells Maeve that they should come with him. As they are looking for the same thing, we don't know what that <clears> means yet because it's yeah. part of the mystery. I I did see a lot of people saying that like Maeve's story is definitely the most straightforward, which it definitely is. She's not yeah. like she's not really like mis- malfunctioning or d- jumping between realities or uh, any sort of simulations or anything. She's just been like, okay, I'm gonna group up with these people, being like Hector and Lee and the, everyone else that's yeah. there, Felix and Sylvester, and like I'm just gonna look for my daughter. Um, it's it's it is nice to have something a bit more straightforward as well, um, to kind of just follow yeah. in, in a simple sense. So it's it's good to sort of break away from all the okay, what's what's Teddy doing now, and what's what's Loris doing now with like all their motivations and things. It's good to sort of break away and have uh, it's more simpler story. So mm. and it could be yeah, a bit yeah. more complicated than what we think. Um, because there may be some reveals later or something. Like it depends what this guy wants from her, or what what he means even by that. Um, but no, I, th- I thought this was uh, one of the, the maybe the best scenes in the episode. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know we knew was coming because yeah, this has been her entire story as mm. her being trying to reach her daughter, uh, and and predictably, I think it turned out exactly as I thought it would, which was she gets there, there is another woman playing her mother. Um, uh, so um, I'm I, I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen at that point, but yeah, whether that's whether she'd sort of realize uh, that another person was playing a mother and confront her about it or as what actually happened, which was the ghost nation turn up and uh, she ends up fleeing with the daughter. So right. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I knew some combination of that was going to end up happening. Um, I wasn't sure whether, whether may would end up with the girl or because as i've said previously one of the problems with using kids on a show like this is kids age more visu- visually than the adults do yes, so you <laughs> so you can't keep them around for that long because yeah. they're not supposed to age because they're playing robots so um uh yes things are not probably going to end well for that daughter at one stage at some stage whether it's this season or next season things will not end mm. well for that girl but um yeah, I mean, I I thought the interesting thing for me in this was the uh, the conversation between uh, Akechia and and the, the leader of the raiding party from the Ghost Nation and Maeve, because the Ghost Nation are a very interesting thing. I think we've talked before about you know, whether the Ghost Nation are in some ways in on everything, and understand what's going on far more than they they're letting on uh i I think there's there's been some suggestion that maybe they the ghost nation were always put in as kind of protectors to keep guests away from certain areas um and now they're somewhat sentient do they have more knowledge of the park than previously than, than anybody else does Mm. you know and certainly of that area uh there seems to be definitely something going on with those guys that is is a larger story that we're not yet fully seeing because they they seem to be after something um so I, i'm very intrigued to see how all that plays out yeah i mean because you got this group um w- with this leader here he seems to be definitely a lot more um like in control or more human or whatever you whatever way you want to put it yeah um, and seems to be like just going around and asking like Maeve to join her and stuff. Um, it seems to be part of a very different group compared to the last one that we saw, which was um, the group that had uh, those two characters like by the river, and they were just keeping yeah, them yeah. there. There seems to be a so unless there's like two separate, um, two separately well, like, programmed groups, possibly. Yeah, possibly. There's I. Uh... I I'm not entirely sure. I I feel like the Ghost Nation are either being programmed in a very specific way by Ford to do certain things, um, or they are, um, you know, they're they're kind of following their own path, and I I don't quite see exactly what that is yet. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They're very interesting. The Ghost Nation are one of the more interesting things on the show to me. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't quite see what their motivation is. Yeah. Um, Ford's probably just in some room somewhere, just pulling a whole bunch of levers and just making this, <laughs> <laughs> making this thing just just happen. Uh, that would well, be that would be 
I don't think it'd be a good reveal, but it'd be kind of funny if, like, the season finale, you just see Ford in this room and he's just <laughs> doing this sort of. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. I funny. mean, I'm inclined to believe that Ford, that that Ford as a actual human is is probably dead at this point, and maybe yeah. it was him that actually died, um, at you know when he was shot by Dolores, but um, he's we obviously still around. Now know, yeah, yeah, we know now. Now he's still around, so he's around in spirit. He is the uh, he's basically the god of god of Westworld, is he not? Um, he is the yeah. ghost in the machine, as a, to right. use a terminology. Yes. Uh, um, but no, I like the I like the story with Maeve. It's it's quite interesting to me. Um, yeah. I do like sort of uh, mother daughter father son sort of relationships and stuff. Uh, you know, like Rick and Carl and uh, Kratos and Atreus and all those sort of ones. Because um, it's yeah. kind of about like, okay, what will they do to protect them and how's their relationship going to go and all that kind of stuff. Uh, William rides with his gang and his daughter Emily and believes that she is a host built by Ford. I don't quite blame you. <laughs> uh, when they stop for the night, William and Emily have a difficult talk about her mother and her childhood. William promises Emily she can come with them, but Emily wakes up the next day to find William and the others have left her behind. Uh, elsewhere, William and his gang run into uh, a Ghost Nation ambush. Um, I, I'm still not all that interested in like the Man in Black slash William whatever. Um, no. But this this did make me a little bit more interested. Um, I was like, okay, you gave him like I literally just said in terms of father daughter or like parent um, child sort of relationships, um, and this being another one that's kind of recently being brought in because was it last week or the week before this was? Rev- I think it was last week. Uh, week be- week before, I before. think actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, when it was recently revealed, that it kind of made me more interested in him. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting going forward how that all works out now that he's kind of run off and how they're going to respond to each other when they next see each other. Um, but no, seeing them two sort of sit down and have a conversation was like, okay, you're actually you're making me more interested in in this character. So uh, yeah, I quite liked it. Um, still yeah. not like all that on board with with him. He's a bit more of um, uh, a sort of lifeless, more boring character. Um, at least compared to some of the others, like Maeve, as I just mentioned, who is very interesting to me. Uh, how, how do you feel about it? Um, yeah, I mean, this is another one which is is relatively straightforward uh, in terms of you know how we talk Maeve's right. story being relatively straightforward this season, whereas William's story was kind of the almost the driving force of season one. He's very much a secondary story at the moment in in this season, uh, but he's his motivation is very straightforward. You know, he is playing. His his object is to get to the what we now know, uh, what we're now assuming is probably the cradle. Um, the the object is is to get to yeah. this central point, and you know he will do whatever is necessary to get there. And Ford has designed some sort of game uh, for him to play along the way. You know mm-hmm. this is uh, this that sort of the thing. You know so. Um, yeah, the introduction of Emily, I thought was was quite interesting because uh, it allows you to get a bit more of the backstory about what sort of man he has and he is and what sort of character, you know, he he has been. And uh, so we're getting a bit more of the backstory from her as well. Um, I I like her as a character. I think she's really kind of interesting. And the 
you know, the the fact that William leaves her behind, which was like really harsh after that conversation, I thought I thought was great though. I, yeah, the dynamic between those two, I think, is quite interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm um, I I think again, it's it's a fairly nice, straightforward story in that you know he's going from he's trying to get from where he was to this particular location nothing's going to stop him or you know and that's that's the thing you know this is what he's been doing wanting to do his entire life <clears throat> so um so yeah i rather like this and you've got you know it, it's this pull between you know living out what he believes is his destiny i guess and uh family so yeah, yeah. um yeah no she's she's quite interesting to me as well she's kind of uh new and uh Fresh in terms of plot and character and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what like she does next as well as what uh, yeah. Man in Black does. So uh, And what their next interaction is like. Um, where are we now? Dolores and the Horde uh, prepare to take the train to uh, Mesa. Um, when one security officer is unable to identify where Loris would have taken Peter. Um, Teddy, now programmed to be ruthless, executes him. Um, li- literally exactly like that. Yeah. Um, because he he's like in the middle of some sort of speech, and Teddy's like, "I've had enough. I'm just gonna shoot you." Uh, they set the train loaded with explosive at full speed, planning to crash into the uh, Mesa's entry terminal. They also leave one of the other guys behind. Um, there was a lot of debate about like, okay, what's what's this guy's next plan? But I don't think that that's one of the interesting yeah. parts here. Um, as to whether he survives or whatnot. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't quite know what to make of Dolores at this point in terms of like what she's doing and stuff. I'm still interested, and she's still one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, but yeah, she's in a strange position where um, I just don't quite know what to make of her. I'm very interested mm. in in Teddy though, with his change and uh, him being very different and stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, cool to see some some train stuff again. That was quite nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I I find it quite interesting the Dolores and Teddy thing because the you know the moment Teddy shot that guy you know just executed him in the head, um, there was a very much a look of kind of horror on Dolores's face of like mm-hmm. oh crap maybe I've pushed this too far. Um, I, so I I don't that's going to be an interesting dynamic moving forward whether. You know, he. I mean, Teddy made it very clear on multiple occasions. You know, well, you know, you fixed me, or you, you know, in qu- air quotes, fixed me. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I do wonder whether Dolores is somehow go- is is eventually going to come to regret Teddy, and whether they're actually heading to um, a collision course with each other. Uh, you know, now she's done that. Whether she's gonna end up having to try and repro- reprogramming back to the nice cuddly version of Teddy, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm liking the new version. The mm. new version of Teddy's kind of you know interesting, but uh, yeah, that's that's going to be something I think she may come to regret coming up. But uh, I mean, we didn't see an awful lot of Dolores. I mean, you know, in terms of moving the plot forward literally all we saw was about you know five minutes of of uh you know them getting the train ready which i think they were doing last episode 
and them crashing the train into the terminal. I mean, that's pretty much all all that mm. happened on their plot. And we saw this new version of uh, of Teddy. But I think that's fine. I don't think we need to see an awful lot more. And uh, you know, you, they they have to balance these storylines out. And some storylines are going to leave need a bit more time than others. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't. Yeah, they're doing a good job in terms of balancing screen time and stuff. Um because it can get very frustrating to audiences to not see characters for two, three, four weeks, um, or even even one week. Because like some, even if you don't do cliffhangers necessarily with characters, you want to always kind of see what they're up to. Um, mm. I feel like this show could get away with having a couple of characters not show up for like one week or something, but you've only got ten of them, so you have to kind of manage them carefully. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think they have they have done that. I mean, I think yeah. there've been weeks where we've you know either not seen William or certainly barely seen William in episodes, um, uh, and I'm sure we've had occasions where you've barely seen anything of Dolores. So they're not they're not afraid to you know it's not like they're they're sort of saying Dolores oh, you know she's the main character or Maeve is the main character. They've they've definitely got a decent balance between everybody, mm-hmm. which I rather like. Walking Dead, take note. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. <laughs> but yes, let's yeah. not get into that. Uh, so right. yeah, I mean, it's it, it's uh, it is something they seem to be managing to do very well. You know, it's an incredibly well crafted show. This so far, she did this thing so far. On a very small side note, Fear the Walking Dead is doing a good job of that this season. So, oh, good, they can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, cool, cool stuff with um, Dolores and Teddy. I'm looking forward to, to seeing it, uh, or where it goes rather. Uh, Charlotte and Ashley bring Peter to the Mesa, allowing Charlotte to call for Arn backup. A unit of armed mercenaries arrive and take over the Dallas security forces team. They bring Westworld's system online, and they see uh, the train that's, that's barreling down because um, like the map comes on, comes online. Yeah, that, that was quite kind of cool to see the map come back on and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've seen like I know we've seen the map on and stuff because obviously that happens in season one, but I don't remember getting like a proper look at it in this way. Um, because they might have looked at it before and said like, okay, this is here and there, but I don't remember them like tracking somebody or or doing anything like that. So that was, that was quite think, cool to see. I think they have, Maybe. but not quite so obviously. Yeah, you know, and this was like this giant red dot of like, what the hell is that coming straight mm-hmm. towards us? Um, so yeah, no, I rather like this. Uh, it's the the security forces are kind of fun as well because they they're your typical kind of jock. Um, you know, military are mercenaries of like, right. yeah, you're all idiots. We're taking over gung ho, sort of. You know, uh, and we we kind of seen bits of the aftermath of where that sort of ends up. So, um, yeah, no, I th- I thought this was this was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, and again touches in on the on the sort of Charlotte and Ashley, which I don't think we've seen Ashley very much. So, yeah, it's this is good. This is yeah. good. And you see what happens to Peter. Them pinning Peter down was pretty grotesque as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been watching a, a series recently called uh, Slasher. I think you interviewed someone oh, who was on. Yes, the, yes, yeah, I interviewed the show the from Slasher. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's just say I'm a bit more used to <laughs> the bad yes. things. Um, and I've also seen this season of uh, this second season of Thirteen Reasons Why, which has some uh, some bad stuff happen. Right. Um, so yeah, let's just say I'm a bit as of recently in terms of slasher. Desensitized. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, uh, and I also saw Deadpool yesterday, which had a lot of uh, ah, exploding yes. body parts and whatnot. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a bit more of a, a regular thing, um, <laughs> which is which is fine. I uh, expect violence in in some things, um, but no, that was uh, interesting to to see um, Peter get kind of um, nailed down and stuff. Um, yeah. Do you think that's any sort of religious nod? At all to like Jesus and, and Ooh, stuff. I don't know. That's, they that's him an as interesting a very, point. They yes. treated him as a very special, like different host. So maybe because you could kind of um, look at it a yeah. bit as like Ford's the god and Peter's maybe Jesus or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I thought of it that way, but they do fill these things full of symbolism, so possibly. Yeah. Um, although you sort of feel if they were going to do that there'd be a bit maybe there'd be a bit more on the nose and stick the nails through his hands or wrists or something but but yeah. uh but yeah yeah there is you know nailing him to the uh to mm. the gurney which was uh you know pretty horrible that was uh yeah maybe maybe there is something in that possibly yeah i mean oddly enough like because i don't like let's just say i don't like involve myself with religion or anything or like yes. follow anything but um Oddly enough, when I first saw them like nailing down, nailing them down, I was like, "Huh, this is a bit like Jesus esque." Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't know if they'll like touch upon that in any way, but it felt like a little bit of sort of symbolism. So. Yes, possibly. Uh, but speaking about the uh, Delos security team, which I mentioned last week and possibly in previous weeks, that like, I'm always very interested to see what they're gonna do next because they're essentially the failsafe of the park at least at least what we've seen at the moment so it's like okay what's their like next plan to stop the host yeah. and then like okay when that does or doesn't work what are they doing next and then what they're doing after that um because yeah they're still like the hosts have still gone into this um revolution kind of thing and whatever um so like what what steps are they taking to sort of stop that um Plus, they kind of talk about some of the bigger world stuff, like this map, and which is kind of very central to Westworld and stuff. And uh, mm. especially last week with the with the body of hosts that they have, so I'm always interested to see what what they uh, are going to do. In fact, I want I want to see. Um, this isn't really a complaint; it's more of a like, it's what I'd like to see. But I'd like to see a bit more from them as well, and to sort of see, yeah, to see what their plans are and stuff. Because uh, at the moment, they're the only failsafe for the park, so we'll see what yeah. they uh, have to do. Um, any thoughts on that at all in terms of the daily um, No, other than I mean, you know, we we've seen bits and pieces of of the Dallas team at, at uh, or the the mercenary team sort of later on, um, and yeah, we're now seeing them arrive. So uh, yeah, I mean, we can kind of piece bits and bits and pieces together for that. I, yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm interested to see how badly it's going to go wrong for them because you you know it is yeah so uh so yes that could be quite intriguing because they're, they're way too gung-ho for my liking so they need to get taken down a peg or two which i'm fairly sure will happen at some point so i'm quite looking forward to seeing that yeah uh all right moving on to the final paragraph uh bernard and elsie make their way back to uh mesa or a different part of it i suppose um, and discover that something is trying to interact with the cradle. Um, is it the first time we've seen this cradle? I don't remember seeing it before. I th yeah, yeah, I think yeah. this is the first time it's been. Uh, which is kind referenced. of a nice uh, discovery as well. Uh, the central repository of all host uh, data. I must physically go there to find the source. Bernard uses a host interface machine to enter the cradle system. 
and look for the uh, anomaly. He experiences um, pre-uprising Sweetwater, um, which is like before the hosts uprising and stuff. Yeah. Um, and on entering the saloon, uh, discovers Ford waiting for him, and he says something like "Hello, good friend" or or old yeah, friend or something. Old so, um, he's kind of back, but kind of not, because this is a simulation. Um, well, this is but this is what I've been saying all along. Clearly, Ford is in control of the park. Yeah, you know, um, and I'm, you know, the, this is what I was suggesting, kind of right from the very beginning, because you've got this, you've got William, you know, bumping into these versions of Ford throughout the park. So I was, hmm. yeah. I mean, I I think it was fairly obvious that Ford was still in there somewhere, and uh, now we get to see this the the cradle and this kind of virtual version of of the park, which is all sort of pristine and nice, and that's obviously where Ford has been hanging out, and he is the person that has access to everything, and clearly. I think uh, is in full control and is is determined to not let Delos um, escape and take things if he can stop them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is this is kind of interesting. Um, you know, I mean, there was I was watching Westward, uh, the fan okay. show, yeah, which uh, they had Stephen Ogg and Jamie East on as the two guests which is kind of weird because i met both of them this week so <laughs> uh, uh, so that was a little surreal but uh, uh yeah we, we were you know they were talking uh, jamie was saying isn't that a really insecure place to have you know you, you it's it's essentially it's all data so you could have the cradle anywhere surely sticking it in the middle of the park is the mo most unsafe place you can put it but i would actually take the opposing view of actually sticking it in the center of the park is probably the the safest place you can put it because the park is an area you have full control control of yeah, if it was in some data center in I don't know Oregon or something like that, anybody could just walk it off the street, uh, you know, and take the place down. Whereas if you put it in the center of the park, you've already got a bunch of forces there that are are you know there to protect it. You know, you can build in a bunch of failsafes. I mean, yes, it means if the park goes wrong, you've got bigger problems. But I think you've got bigger problems anyway when the park goes wrong. So. Right. Yeah. So you know, I I actually think that's actually quite a sensible place to put it, put the mm. central repository. Isn't, isn't it a bit more like underground anyway? Because it isn't like. Well, it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you it's know, a bit it more is. Hidden, so. I mean, it's it's hidden. It's hidden within the park, and I think you know that seems like the safest place to be able to protect it. I, I that actually makes more sense to me. So uh, uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with it being there, but you do have this issue that now the. Um, people are starting to work out what it is. I mean, I, I guess we're assuming that the cradle is the thing that everybody is desperately heading towards. Possibly seems like it, and it. If that's true, it kind of goes to show like that it is kind of well hidden because mm. no, nobody else has found it yet, apart from Bernard. Um, yeah, exactly. And Elsie. Uh, so yeah, it it seems pretty well hidden to me. So um, I just thought of a small theory, and this could be completely wrong of course it's just an out there kind of theory what about if like 
because in this simulation of sorts or whatever whatever you want to call it i'm going to just call it a simulation um you have the pre-uprising where it's all very like kind of calm um at least at, at the moment um what about if like bernard sorry not bernard ford kind of saw some sort of uprising happening and thought like okay he'll put his like consciousness or his little ball maybe um yeah into a machine somewhere else because there could be another one of these cradle things but somewhere else um and kind of thought like okay if he lives in a simulation but let's like his old version die maybe so that he can kind of live in even though it's a simulation he can kind of live in this much better world much you know well yeah i mean kind i of world maybe i i think that was sort of the point is yeah. is it puts him into <clears throat> a simulation a simulated version of this world that he's created effectively as a god because he has control over everything um and he has control over the park and he can protect the thing that he loves and i i think that was the whole point of um him being you know uploaded into that right. and i think it was you know the ball that we saw Bernard last week take and put into, uh, you know, because Bernard, we know Bernard's already been into that into that room and taken one of those little balls, yeah, and put them in uh, and put one in previously. So we're assuming that was probably Ford that he put in there, um, mm. and this was all part of Ford's grander plan. So, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's interesting, like how important these balls are, because they're essentially like mini brains of sorts, aren't they? Well, they are. How, yeah. how small they are. I know it has to fit into a person's head, but it, the head's a person's head is bigger than that. Um, and it it seems a little bit. Uh, this isn't really a complaint. It's just a little a little thing to talk about. Um, it seems odd that something as precious as someone's brain could be that small, um, and like something basically that could be easier lost. Um, because it's so small and you could lose it easier. Uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that? Um, yeah, no, I don't. I I, I look quite like the. I mean, it's obviously an aesthetic right. thing. Yeah, the, you know, like for, from a design from from the sort of you know the show creators' design point of view, they that's what they thought it would it would look cool as. But uh, no, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. You know, okay. our, our our human normal human brains are big and mushy and very complex things. Um, but essentially, it is just passing data around, and it's it's not impossible to think that this little ball thing could potentially hold the data that you need. I don't know. I I uh, I like it as an aesthetic thing. I'm I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, it does sit inside quite nicely inside a bigger kind of protective thing when it's in the head yeah, and stuff. You've got, yeah, because you've got the bigger device thing, haven't you? That's mm. part of the bigger brain. Um, maybe it's just not meant to be taken out that regularly, so. Like, yeah, just, I, yeah, I I think that's obviously the core kind of personality of it, and mm. you know, uh, the 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 outer white thing that it sits in maybe has more physical functions. You know, so what the core, what the ball is, is maybe the you know the personality, the memories, all that sort of stuff. Whereas the bigger white thing maybe controls physical functions of the body. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah, Ford is back at least in some way, shape, or form, some sort of simulation way. Uh, we'll have to see 
maybe next week, maybe the week after, depending on what we have in store uh, as to where all this stuff goes. But um, no, still very much interested. Uh, we've got four episodes left, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, four episodes yes. left. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, but in the meantime, if you'd like to send us feedback and stuff about your own theories or thoughts on things that we've said, etc., uh, you can send them to entertainmenttalk at hotmail.com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com. Of course, there's social media as well, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Twitter is at etalkuk. You can also join the Facebook group as well. Uh, there's some different ways you can support us as well if you like what we're doing here. Uh, it's always good to uh, to help out your, your fellow podcaster and that sort of stuff. Uh, word of mouth is the easiest and the most f- uh, free way that you can do that. Tell your friends and family if you hear that they're watching Westworld or any of the other multiple shows that we've uh, covered in the past. Uh, let them know. Uh, tell them what the website is. They can come over here, discover all the stuff that we've done and uh, see if they like it. Uh, so yeah, tell tell your friends and family about Entertainment Talk. All of that will help. It's Patreon as well, of course. Patreon.com forward slash Entertainment Talk. That's where you can redeem rewards for reviews of your choosing. So if you've got a particular TV show, video game, film, book, comic book, uh, what have you in mind that you'd like our thoughts on, just go and redeem the reward that is uh, you know aimed at that. And then uh, let us know what you'd like to be reviewed and we'll take it from there. Uh, that's also where you can get your ad-free podcast as well, so that's also a good way to help support us as well. Uh, there's two other ways. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, that's where you do your shopping on Amazon uh, using the link that we have for Amazon. Uh, we get a small cut of the amount that you spend, but it doesn't cost you anything extra, so it's just your normal Amazon shopping. Uh, and then iTunes as well, of course. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us over there. That all helps as well. Um if you'd like to see me and Robert play various different video games whenever we decide to go live uh, you can check out Robert's Mixer video game streaming channel and I've got one over on Twitch uh, so you can check out those as well I uh, think that's everything for this week um, so yeah thank you all very much for listening uh, stay tuned to all the season finales that I mentioned this week as well as all of the other content on entertainmenttalk.org uh, yeah you can also find David on geektown.co.uk if you'd like to listen to these interviews that um, he talked about um, yes. So the guys from Walking Dead, uh, the guy from Futurama as well. Yes, you, uh... guy from Futurama. Uh, a couple of Flash interviews with cool. some people from the Flash. Uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jim Cummings, who's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> uh, he's he's up on there. Uh, the all three of the guys from GTA Five. Uh, a couple of the stars of Deadpool Two. Um, there's a whole ton of interviews that we uh, we did at Comic Con at the weekend, so you can catch all those. Cool, as well as their date information and renewals and cancellations, which there have been uh, plenty of recently. So uh, yes. go, go and see if your favourite show has survived, because it might not have, uh, although it might have been cancelled and picked up somewhere else. So uh, yes. yeah, check all that out on geektown.co.uk. That's everything. We shall see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.